In 2016, in 2016, which was four years ago, I was in a car crash. I was living in Miami and I was getting ready to go home to Sweden. And I was so excited. I was at campus. Well, I lived on campus, but they had special rooms for people in uh, graduate school. So I had my own room. I was so excited. I was packing. I was full of adrenaline. And I remember my mom, she, uh, she messaged me and she said, can you, just, can you just buy me those Dollar Tree glasses? I love them. They're cheap. Can you please get me like, I don't know, five or 10 of them or something like that. And I told her, I will if I have time, I have so much going on and I'm leaving tomorrow, right? And she said, yeah, no worries, but if you can, that would make me really happy. And I had a lot going on. I don't remember what it all was. I was probably finishing up some papers in school and I had a lot happening in my life. And I, and I said, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow. So I could actually go tomorrow. And, well, actually I wasn't leaving the next day. Let me fix that. I wasn't leaving the next day. I had a basketball game the next day. That's what it was. That's why I was a little stressed. And I was supposed to leave, I think in a few days, something like that in a few days, but I had a lot going on. So I had my basketball game. I had, you know, the, the ending of school for that semester. I knew I was gonna go home. So it was a lot going on. So I said, well, I will try to go tomorrow before my basketball game. And I decided that I was gonna wake up early and I was gonna go to Dollar Tree. I think it's Dollar Tree, <laughs> I don't need to promote, but anyway, and I was gonna buy my mom the glasses. So I got into my car, I got into my car, I turned on the music super loud and I started driving. I was driving on my beloved uh, Miami streets. If you have ever, if you, if you live, if you have lived or if you've ever visited Miami, you know that traffic is crazy down there. But I was used to, I'd lived there for now two years. So anyway, I was going to, I was driving to the store and I remember seeing this, this red light. And for some reason back home, well, I, had, I still had it programmed in my body back home, the red lights, the lights, the traffic lights, the traffic lights are much closer to you. So you usually, when you drive and you see the lights, they're like right on top of you, like right there. But for those who live in America who have visited the US, you know that sometimes the traffic lights are further away. So the traffic lights were there and I guess my old programming kicked in along with me jamming to this music, being super excited that today I have a basketball game and I'm about to head home to Sweden soon. And I was really, really, really excited. And I'm seeing the light and I'm seeing it change colors, right? So it went from, it went from orange to red, a yellow to red. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's red. So I keep, I keep driving and keep driving. And in my head, I'm like, I'm driving all the way up to the stop, to the, to the, to the traffic light, to the red light. Cause that's what I've been doing back home. And I was in my own world. So I keep driving and driving and driving. And before I knew it, before I know it, I look over to my right and I see this car coming like fast as heck. 
And in that moment, I, I don't remember the exact thought, but the feeling was like, oh my gosh, I could die right now. And I felt some sensations in my body that I don't, never, that I don't ever remember feeling, that I had ever felt before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could die right now. And the car keeps coming full speed. And I had not realized yet what was happening at that point. And I just look over and the car just drives right into me, crashes into me. And after then, I don't remember much, but it was, it was one lane. It was just one lane each way. So she's coming from, from the side, right? You know, you have the neighborhoods on the side. She's coming from the side, I'm going straight. And from the other way, the cars are coming from the other direction. It's not like it, were, it was two lanes. I don't believe there are two lanes. If, if there were two lanes, I can't remember, but it was one or two lanes max. So I'm going, I'm going straight. Like I'm, I keep driving and she comes from the side and just drives right into me and crashes into me. And my car, I think it started spinning. My car started spinning and I don't know what happened after, but I remember waking up and my car had flipped around, turned around and gotten to a bridge and it was now facing the wrong direction. So my car is facing the wrong direction, but people are noticing what happened. They realized there was a car crash. So everybody is stopping. People are calling the ambulance. And before I know it, the ambulance is there. So uh, this was before, like I was really, really, really full blown into my healing and my emotional intelligence. So that was like, I was still under the influence of a lot of stress back then. Like I was doing a lot of work. A, a lot of personal development, but there were, there were a lot of things that I was still lacking. So I remember getting out the car and just shaking. So I'm just shaking here, right? So I'm shaking, 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 shaking. Oh my gosh, what happened? Did somebody get hurt? Did, did somebody die? Like, and all these thoughts came to me. And I remember one of the medics walked up to me and he said, ma'am, everything is fine. No one is hurt. Everything is good. And I remember I was like bleeding in my face, but there was nothing dangerous. Like I just had scars all over. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Is no one hurt? Like, I just kept shaking. Obviously I was in shock. And I just kept shaking and shaking and shaking. And he was just like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And my car was a mess. And I remember the lady walked out to her, I walked out her car and she started yelling at me and she started cussing and, and doing all the things. And they told her to calm down and she called the police and um, they just needed all of our information and stuff. So that was taken care of. My coach obviously told me to rest from the game and I didn't play, but I think I played the next day. Okay. After that, I started being really sensitive to actually being in the passenger seat. And I didn't realize that until last year when someone almost crashed into my husband and I, and it wasn't, their, it wasn't our fault. Like obviously this time it was my fault because I got started going through a red light because I wanted to drive all the way up to the red light because I was thinking in that moment that I was in Europe not realizing that I was in the US and that sometimes you have to stop here even though the light is all the way over there. So like the trauma is still in my body. And so every time I would be in the passenger seat and someone would get close to that door, I could feel myself getting really tight and jumpy. And sometimes I would even scare my husband. 
He's like, what the heck? What's going on? I'm like, I'm just, still, I still have that trauma in my body. He's like, that's fine, but you got to breathe through it, coach yourself through it and all of that. So that was an like a consequence that happened from that car crash. And a few months later, I thought it was all good, right? I thought it was all good because Florida is a non-fault state. Everything was good, apparently. I don't know what happened with the lady, but a few months later, I receive, I receive something in the mail they're calling me actually from like i don't know if they call me from like the registrar's office or whatever the office is at, at my at my university and they say you have some important mail and i'm like okay okay and i go and pick it up and i look at it and i start freaking out right i allowed my emotions to take over right away like not the level of emotional intelligence that i have today and not what I'm teaching you in this masterclass. And I just feel myself get taken over by all my emotions because I read, I read that someone is wanting to sue me. And I'm like, what the freaking heck? I thought this was a non-fault state. I know it was my fault, but she didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt, how can she sue me? And then I remember, well, even before I moved to this country, I remember hearing the stories of that people just sue everyone. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's part of it, but I did not like, ha like it happening to me. So I'm reading this and this woman is claiming that she has all these type of injuries and she's taking me to court and we even got the court date set and I'm like tripping. I'm like, wow, what the heck is happening? I'm about to graduate with my master's degree. I you know, had a great basketball season. Everything is good in my life. What is this? So I'm freaking out. But instead of fully freaking out, I started becoming more in control of what was going on and I started doing excessive research. So I started doing a lot of research to find out what this is really about. And I remember calling a lawyer and he told me off the rip, he said, I'm not even gonna charge you because it breaks my heart hearing when these things happen to, to young people. So I'm just gonna tell you what it is. So he educated me on how all of that works and he told me what to prepare, what to look up. And so when I go in for the court hearing, this is what I have to keep in mind. And so we're gonna get to the courthouse here in a second. Chantelle said, I have a major anxiety issue. I have major anxiety issues and it became worse. I can't focus on anything. Everything makes me anxious, even if I'm not in danger. I have to work through my emotions a lot. Yeah, so for that, Healing Academy would be perfect for you, right? So when it comes to emotional intelligence, what's required is that we have done a lot of healing work first because otherwise our nervous system is always gonna be in control. It's not until we tame and retrain our nervous system that we can start being more in control of how we respond to situations and things and people, right? So Healing Academy would be perfect for you. I teach about that in there. So it's time to go to court. It's me against her, like we're in front of the judge and she's reading all these things, right? And I'm like, oh, so scary. Like I have no family in the US, it's just me. This is pre-husband day, so I didn't even have my husband. I met him in 2017. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen to me? I don't even have any money, I'm a student, and all these things, right? So the, the, the judge says, y'all are going to have, you're gonna meet with, um, with a mediator. You're gonna meet with a mediator after this and based on 
what's what happens in there we're going to determine if this is going to um, be something that we continue to drive forward or if the case is going to be if we're going to rest the case so i'm like okay so we're waiting to go in with the mediator and she explains everything to us how it's going to work how it's going to work and what's going to be said and all of the things and we're like okay and we go in there and this woman she's no emotional intelligence. This woman is tripping. Oh, I had this, I had this, 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 it's her fault that I have this and I have this and I have this. And she's just like yelling and she's frustrated. And the lady tells her, the mediator tells her to calm down. So she calms down and she says, well, I have had to go to the doctor. I had to go to the doctor and I have a, I have a lot of medical bills, right? And I, and I, I need her to pay me. I need her to pay me. And I remember staying calm when she was saying this. I was calm at that time. I need her to pay me. It's her fault. She drove, she, she's the one that ran the red light. She needs to pay me. I'm like, okay. And so, so the, the woman asks her, the mediator asks her, so how much, how much money do you want? And I don't remember what she said, but it was like $500 a month or something for the next year. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. And I was like, whoa. And the mediator takes out this. She said, I'm about to prepare a paper. So y'all go out and go rest and take a break. And when you come back in here, we're going to sign these papers. And then every month, even though it's going to be charged, whatever the amount is, she's going to have to pay you whatever the amount was. And I remember being really in control of myself at that time. And that, when that situation happened, when I had to go to court, when I knew I had no one, where I knew that like anything could happen to me, where I knew that, yes, it was my fault, but at the same time, like I didn't mean to. And at the same time, she was the one that drove into me. <laughs> I was the one that almost died, right? Because it was a pure blessing that no one was coming from the opposite side of the road. I always thought about that because Miami is so trafficked and it was crazy that no one was coming from the other direction. Like that's how I knew that my guardian angels were watching me because no one was coming from a heavy uh, trafficked road. And so when I was spinning around, when she drove into me, like it was clear the roads were clear and that's how i literally survived so we're on this break um, we're on this break and it's time to go back in and figure this out so we come back from the break and just about and this is what happens when you're in control of your emotions this is what happens when you do the pre-work which i talked about yesterday it's not about you figuring out how to deal with the situation when it happens right i didn't wait for us to have this court hearing i didn't wait for this meeting with this mediator i did research first i was working on myself first i was preparing myself first because i knew this was coming up right so i'm in this room we're sitting at this table and she's handing over the paper and she says, well, you sign here. And I paused. This is why pausing is so freaking powerful. This is why calming yourself down first is so freaking powerful. This is when you start taking your control back. This is when you start taking your life back because when we just react, we give life 
to everybody else and the, everything else. And we, we, we let it be the way that is. We let other people control our life. We let circumstances dictate how we feel about ourselves and what's going to happen to us. But I remember pausing. I remember pausing before signing because I'm, I used to be a person who will rush things. Right? I have to buy a plane ticket, I will rush and sometimes get the wrong date. I have to respond to this text message and I'll respond with the wrong energy. I have to talk about this and I talk about her in the wrong way. I have to talk to my ex about this and I say it in, <laughs> in a non-healthy way. I have to get this out and it doesn't come out the right way. So I had always been very reactive in my life because I did not really feel safe and supported by my dad i felt like i was being controlled there were so many rules it was so strict so my life started being a whole ticking reactive bomb right but in that moment i remember calming myself looking at that paper and reading getting out of my emotions regulating my emotions first making sure that i'm reading making sure i'm tending to my body and then getting into like my higher self what is this actually about Let's become more objective. What is this about? Don't become a victim. Ivana, oh, you're so stupid. You're so stupid you ran the red light. I can't believe you did that. This woman is gonna rob you. You're not gonna have any money. Life is stupid. I did not do any of that. And that's what we do in life a lot. When something happens, we accept it right away. We don't pause. Yes, pausing has helped me so much in life, especially at work. That's amazing. Absolutely. We take it on without digesting it, without observing it first. But I observed it. I was looking at it just like when I was talking about journaling yesterday. And I read it, which is something that I didn't do much in life because I just read really fast and I would miss things sometimes. And it still happens at times where I rush things. But I knew that was an important moment and I didn't and I read it and I saw, I saw that she had gotten a bunch of x-rays on her shoulder or something because she claimed that her arm was hurt when her shoulder was hurt. And I'm just seeing x-ray, 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 x-ray. And I remember the lawyer that was so amazing and so kind, he said they can't do anything unless they have proof from their doctor that there is actually a condition after, as a result of the accident. So the doctor must say, because of this accident, she has a bad knee. Or as a result of this accident, she cannot go to work. Or as a result of this accident, she struggles with her mental. So the doctor actually has to diagnose this person in order for them to claim that you're responsible and you need to pay them because otherwise their insurance is going to take care of just their visits and any damages that they had as a result of the accident. So I remember looking at it and I just like heard a silent voice in my head that said, ask. And I, I put the paper away and I said, so what is your diagnosis? What did the doctor say is wrong with you? Because all I'm seeing here is a bunch of x-ray, uh, x-rays. And this woman, even like, as soon as I said that, she flipped everything on the table. She lost her ish. She started like, she threw her hands. 
She got up, she started yelling. What do you mean? It was your fault that oh, we were in a car crash. You ran the red light. It's your fault. You need to pay me. You need to pay me. You need to pay me. And I'm like, just sitting there, not reacting to her. I'm just looking at her. I'm like, well, I have to see that with these x-rays, there something show, something actually proves that there's something wrong with you. She went bananas. And when I said that, and this is how you know that you're in control. Because it was not like my mediator told me or our mediator didn't say, well, um, even I make sure before you agree to sign this, that you ask her all the questions, that you make sure that she has all the proper uh, documentation, because I asked her for additional documentation. She didn't say any of that. I had researched myself. I had educated myself first. I knew this. And many times when things don't go the way we want them in life, many times when we agree to things, many times when we think someone else is responsible, it's because we have not done the research. We have not done the research. You have not done the research when it comes to healing. You have not said yes to yourself. You're not working on yourself. You're not loving yourself. And because of the things you have not done, is what allows other people to do whatever they're doing to you because you just accept that because you don't know that there is a different way out. You don't know that there is a different reality out there because you buy into their reality because you don't create your own. I decided I'm gonna create my own reality here. I'm gonna be in control of my emotions. Regardless of what happens, I'm gonna have the full-blown research and all the facts and all the things that I need to cover my bases. Because I know, and I don't even think there were, uh, I don't even think, yes, it was months later. It was like six months later. I remember when I saw the letter, I'm like, someone must have told her, try to get money off of her, out of her. Because if it was really that serious, why wouldn't she take me to court right away? Unless she had some long lasting or, you know, um, uh, long term effects that kicked in later. It can happen sometimes, but it was none of that. She, months later, went to the doctor. Six months later, she went to the doctor, she took a bunch of x-rays, and that was it. So when I asked for additional documentation, she had nothing. And then I said, well, I'm not responsible to pay for your x-rays, because I knew this, talking with my lawyer. I'm not going to pay for that. I know that your insurance covers that, or however it works, I don't remember. I may not say everything perfectly because I don't remember every detail, but I remember he told me I would be responsible for the damages in terms of her physical, mental, uh, psychological health. And in that moment, even before anything was determined, I felt so freaking powerful. I felt so empowered. And it was, and I, I knew in my heart and my soul that she just did that because she tried to get money. Because I've always been really good at tapping into my intuition. And I knew it, I felt it. The way she was jumping and being aggressive and defensive. I'm like, this is not real. So I sat back and I'm like, I've asked the question and regardless of what happens from here on, I know that I did my part. I did my best. I, re I did the research, I educated myself, I showed up here, I asked all the questions, I made sure that there was nothing else that I could do, 
and it's all I can do. Now what happens from now on, from here, from here, here on, I'm not responsible for. And I felt so empowered. I felt so powerful, even though she was jumping next to me. This woman is like two, two times older than me, like 20 years older than me, 30 years older than me, acting like a little child right next to me. And I am not affected by the way she's acting. And that is the time, that is the moment that I realized that no one can take my power away. That was the time that I realized even when we feel the most alone, even when life feel like, feels like it's falling apart, even though it feels like we have the whole world on our shoulders, we can still take care of ourselves. We can still do the work that needs to be done and we can still make sure that we don't get torn apart and dragged around and away by other people's actions. And this is, the, this is where the title was born. Is it me or is it them? It's never about whose fault it is. It's about who you are, how you carry yourself, whether or not you regulate your inner world, your emotions, your mental state. If you can rise above your triggers, that's what it's always about. Because things are not gonna work out the way you want them to all the time. People are definitely not gonna be acting the way you want them to act all the time. But what are you gonna do with your insights, with your inner world, when things feel like they are too much? In that moment, I realized that I was blessed that that situation happened because I learned that I can carry myself through something very, very stressful, something very, very painful, something very, very weird and uh, yucky and still be fine regardless of the outcome and I'm like dang I'm so proud of myself I'm so proud of you for how you've handled this this all happened before I knew what was going to happen when I started asking for more documentation and in that moment I also realized that I had started becoming my own cheerleader my own best friend and that it's not about what happens to me. So it really helped. It really helped my self-love journey. It really, really helped and it felt so good. Even before the outcome hit. And this is many times what women struggle with. They want the outcome to be the way they want the outcome to be so they can relax, so they can congratulate themselves. So you can say to yourself, you did a great job. Because look at the outcome. You go, girl. But when the outcome doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, you're like, you suck. You're an idiot. You're a fool. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you stay there. I can't believe you made that choice. And you turn into a monster. If the outcome doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. But in that moment, I lifted myself up even before there was an outcome. And that's the point I want you to get to, where you can cheer yourself on, where you can take care of your inner world, where you can make sure that no matter what happens around me, 
I still got myself and I'm still proud of myself and I'm still going to guide myself and I'm still going to continue to rock this life and this world. And I love to be in my skin. It's never about the outside world. It's always about the inside world. Always. And that's when you go from life is too much to life is amazing. Because you realize in that moment that life is not what happens around you. Life is all about what's going on within you. And that's the big realization I had in 2016. That, had, that started building the foundation for everything I was doing from there on. That laid the foundation for the way that I am in my marriage. With my stepkids, with my clients, with my customers, with myself, with my family members. How I approach life changed after that court situation in 2016. But someone else could have allowed that time to really reinforce their negative self-talk, their negative behaviors, their negative thought patterns. And say, only bad things happen to me. Why do only bad things happen to me? So you always have a choice. You always have a choice to choose how you're going to respond. And when I say you always have a choice... This is coming from you actively doing the work. You don't have a choice if you don't want to, if you're so, so scared of your trauma, you're so scared of your anxiety, you're so scared of your depression, you're so scared of your stress, you're so scared of your PTSD, you're so scared of your worry, you're so scared of your codependency, you're so scared of your manipulative behaviors, you're so scared of your controlling behaviors, you're so scared of everything, you're scared, you're scared, you're scared, you're scared, and you don't want to look at it. Yes, you, you don't really have much you don't really have much of a choice because your body is going to react for you because your body literally believes that it is in danger. So when you can retrain yourself, you become the master and your body becomes like a dog that you have trained. What happened to finish up the story was the late, the mediator asked the lady that was suing me for additional documents. And the lady said, I don't have any. Getting even angrier, I can't even yell and pretend I'm her. <laughs> Got even angrier and said, I don't have any, this is it. And the mediator said, Ivana is actually right, you have to prove that there is something wrong with you. That like the x-rays showed the x-rays must have shown something in order for you to get compensation from her because that's what she would be paying for. She said, I don't have any of that. This is so stupid, she said. She got up and she just marched right out of there and slammed the door and left the building. And a few days later, I received a letter in my mailbox and it said that the judge had officially closed the case. Bop. Case closed. Because she had no evidence that I was responsible for her, any damages, internal or external.
So I, I create my own life. No one else creates my life. I create my own life. But I cannot create my life the way I want it to be created if I'm not in control of my emotions. If I allow my emotions to run the show. My emotions are not bad. They guide me. They guide me. But they don't control me. Was it stressful? Was I a little worried? Wor worried? Was I a little frustrated? Yes. But that did not cloud my judgment. And this is not to say, this is not to say someone should never sue anyone or that it wasn't my fault because it was my fault. And the lesson is beyond whether or not I should have paid or not. It's about how I carried myself through that process. And yes, the outcome ended up being in my favor too, because the woman had no evidence. But how many times in your life, how many times in your life do you think that this is the only way it's going to turn out because someone says something to you? This is how it's going to be. Or this is who you are. And you just accept that as truth. You just buy into their own, their own, their own understanding of life, their own understanding of you. Their decision about who you should be or what you should do. How often do you buy into that versus when do you take a step back and you pause and you ask yourself, who do I want to be? When people tell me I'm a bad mother, when people tell me I'm a bad uh, spouse, when people tell me I am not a good enough worker or I'm lazy or I'm this or I'm that, do I accept that as truth or do I step back and pause and decide who I'm going to be? When people say things I don't like, do I jump and match their crazy vibration or do I stay calm just like I did when that lady was going off? She was not going to get me aroused. I don't care what you're doing over there, but I'm not going to match you. I'm good. I'm just asking you questions. If you have proof, absolutely, I'm going to pay you. But don't try to mess with me. Don't try to screw me over and think that I have not done my own research. So you have to do your own research when it comes to yourself. You have to do your own research when it comes to your trauma. You have to do your own research when it comes to who you are and how you function. Like I told you in the beginning of this class, I'm not going to teach tomorrow. You're not going to see me tomorrow or Monday because I know myself. And I'm not going to put myself in that position because I know I'm not going to be able to deliver to you the way I desire to deliver to you. So I'm going to do what I can on my end to make sure that I show up in the best way possible. Always. Regardless of what it is, nothing in life is less important than the next thing because you are with yourself everywhere. Oh, it's just my friend or it's just my partner or it's just Monday at work or it's just my dog. It's not just ever. Because you are there and you may have a possible reaction to whatever it is that may happen. So if you make something less important because it's a specific day of the week, because it's, a, because it's not a special person, because it's just your dog, or it's just your friend, or it's just your mother, it's just your child, you take your power away because you start treating, you start rating things and people and situations and because you're not getting yourself together first, 
God knows how you're going to react. So when you can get to the point where everything in your life is important, and if it's not important, you're not going to do it, now you're really starting to, to prioritize yourself and your well-being. And if something does happen, because yes, it was my fault that we crashed. I was not present enough. I was listening to music. I was hype. I was probably in another headspace. And I told myself that the light was not, I need to, needed to get closer to the light. So was I responsible? Yes. Oftentimes we're responsible for things. First of all, we don't owe them, own them or we own them, but we don't carry ourselves through them. When we carry ourselves through the tough situations, through the rough times, that's when we're being emotionally intelligent. That's when we're loving ourselves. That's when we're caring for ourselves. Because most women, when they do things that they consider a mistake or their fault or whatever it may be, they bash themselves. And you cut yourself off from the very beginning. And there's no way that you're going to be able to, I don't even want to say succeed, but there's no way that you're going to be able to get through it. Because you have not set yourself up for, for, for that level of success. So how many times, think back, Think back on your life. How many times have things happened, just like, for example, like my car crash, where you were responsible, but you did not carry yourself through it? Where you were responsible and someone went off on you and started yelling at you or started calling you a bad woman and you accepted that as truth and you did not do the research. You did not decide who you want to be. You did not decide how you want to live your life. You allowed someone else or a particular circumstance to dictate who you're going to be, how you're going to feel, and how you're going to react. This is why every situation is critical. And this is where the whole thing comes from. I'm going to do that later, or I'm going to do that tomorrow, or yeah, I messed up in this conversation here with my spouse or with my daughter or my son or my whoever, my mother, I'm just going to figure it out next time. And we wait, we wait till the next crazy situation appears. And then we think that by then we're going to be better. We don't become better by waiting. We become better by creating. We become better by analyzing we become better by reflecting we become better by being honest with ourselves we become better by looking deeply into our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts and our behaviors and our beliefs and we make that happen and we make that a priority before the next situation appears we don't wait we don't wait the more you wait, the more you stay the same. You're like, oh, struggle. I'm not in control of my emotions. They're all over the place. My anxiety is through the roof. But what are you doing for yourself? What are you worth to yourself? How much time and how much energy and how much money are you spending on yourself and your healing and your growth and your development? Because most people spend their time, energy, and money on everything else but themselves and their development. And if that's the case, 
there is, it cannot be a surprise to you that you're still stuck in the same space. Because 95% of our thoughts, actions, and feelings are subconscious, meaning you cannot see them, they're automatic. And if you cannot see them and they're automatic, and if you don't have someone to guide you and point them out to you, then how are you going to change those? And you may say, well, I live with my partner, or I have my kids. No, you become one with the people you're around. And the fact that you are married to them means that you have about the same belief systems and the same energy. So that's what I want you to ask yourself. How many times did you give your power away and allow someone else to decide how you're going to live your life, what you're going to do, how you're going to react and who you're going to be? And the next question I want you to ask yourself, how much time, energy, and money do I spend on myself and my betterment? Depending on what it is that you need. And if you look at those two things, when you look at those two things and you're honest with yourself, because self-love is about having an honest, reflective, and actionable relationship with yourself, I don't need to tell you why you are where you are. You're going to know. But chances are that you want more. You want to be more emotionally intelligent. You want to be more in control. You want to be able to have a conversation with your kid's dad or your kid's uh, uh, grandma, whoever it may be, and still be in control. You want to be able to bring up a difficult conversation with your partner or your spouse without blaming them, without going off on them. You want to be able to have an adult conversation feeling what you're feeling, but still be in control of what you say. You want to be able to be at work and lead huge groups of people and teams and still not be dragged around and down by what's going on there. You want to be able to run your business and make it through the times when no one is buying from you, when no one is working with you and no one has nothing to do with your worth and still carry yourself through that. You wanna be able to be suit like me and maybe you already have by someone and still carry yourself through that and knowing that how you carry yourself through that and what you do with that process is way more important than the outcome because the outcome, and let me tell you a secret, the outcome is usually so dreadful and so horrible and so painful because the process right before or during or pre-outcome is horrible because of how you speak to yourself, because how you treat yourself, because of what you do before getting to the outcome is horrible. And that makes the outcome horrible. Because even if, even if the outcome is in your favor, but you did not carry yourself through the process, it's not gonna mean much to you. This is why it's so important that we do what we love in life because once you get the partner and you get all the money and you have all the things that you want, but you have a horrible relationship with yourself, all those things are not going to matter. Now, if you do have an amazing relationship with yourself and you're getting all of your desires, they're all manifesting. Now we can say, okay, this is a nice add to my life, but it's not required for you to be happy. Does that make sense? So let me know if that makes sense. Do you have any questions for me? Do you have any questions for me? This is the first time that I have shared that story and you're probably gonna be hearing it again because when it comes to emotional intelligence, 
that's the best story that I can tell you. And for you, that situation may not seem big, but for me, that was huge. I had never experienced anything like that. I never had any enemies in my life. I never had anybody that tried to hurt me or I didn't try to hurt them on purpose. So it was a scary situation to be in, in a different country with no family, with no support, with no boyfriend, with no husband, with no one other than myself. How was I gonna carry myself through that? Because there are probably many times in your life when you feel completely alone, you might have your whole family where you're at, but you still feel alone. And you focus on what you don't have rather than who you want to be and the type of relationship you desire to have with yourself. So who's dictating your life? And be honest with yourself. Who is dictating your life? Who's responsible? There's another story that I'm eventually gonna share with you. I don't know when. There's another story that is way more powerful and may, way more emotional than this one that I'm gonna share with you as well. I don't know if it's gonna be in this masterclass or later on. It's really gonna show you why I am who I am today. Okay? So that's what I wanna share with you today. I wanna to share the story and I really want you to start thinking. So your homework is gonna to be to just do that. How many times have I given my power away because of something that someone said or something that someone did? And how much time, energy, and money am I investing in myself, my growth, my healing, my development, becoming the next version of myself? Be honest with yourself. Then you look at that and then you look at yourself and it will make sense to you why you're in the spot, space that you are. And I'm not saying it has to be a bad space or a bad spot, but we always want to grow. We always want to evolve. We always want more, right? If we become stagnant, then what? So that's your homework. So let me know what, it, what is your biggest takeaway from today? Write a comment here in the comment box. What is your biggest takeaway from today? What was your aha moment? What did you realize? What were your thoughts? Did it take you back to one of your old, your own experiences in life? What was your biggest takeaway? Share that with me and let me know. Remember, you have 48 hours to sign up with the early bird rate for the Radiant Woman, in which I'm going to be sharing more personal stories there, but it's all going to be about helping you become the emotionally intelligent woman that you want to be so you can be the best version of yourself all the time, all the time, and you feel in control. You take the power back. You communicate the way you want to communicate. You have amazing intimacy because you're so connected to yourself and the way that you express yourself makes everyone want to listen to you. And they're just like, oh my gosh. They become mesmerized by your energy and who you are. And that's what's going to happen in The Radiant Woman. So send me a message if you want to sign up for The Radiant Woman. It's 777 in full and I have payment plans available too for two more days. The next day is going to be on Tuesday. And the final day is going to be on Wednesday. Get ready. It's just going to get better. 
I notice every time I do master classes for each class, less and less and less and less people participate. And that shows to me clearly why there are some people in this world that are really successful, that are loving themselves, that have amazing relationships and they have what they desire is because they make themselves a priority always. So if you're here and you're watching and you're in the second day and you're still here, I want to congratulate you for actually showing up for yourself, for showing up for yourself and doing the work to become a better version of yourself. Thank you for sharing your story. It's my pleasure, Donna. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on Tuesday, unless you're in my inbox and we chat more. Okay. I love you ladies. Bye-bye.